it's Leanne Volke with The Epic Journey. Today is a rough day. Um, I'm just going to be honest. Is I posted something about vitamin D on my Facebook feed. And most people that know me know I'm pretty into supplements and natural health. And um, my husband had cancer and I helped look for alternative and supplementive treatments to support what he was getting via traditional medicine. Um, and I know when the cancer came back and I actually looked and looked into research about nutrition, um, there's a ton of great stuff. When I asked his doctor to talk to the nutritionist, they scheduled an appointment for me and I asked about it and they basically said, just make sure he eats good, normal meals. I said, what about meat? They were like, oh, that's fine. What about red meat? Oh, that's fine. What about... And they're like, well, I guess you, I was like, are there anything that would help? And they said, well, maybe blueberries. <laughs> and I walked out shaking my head thinking, oh boy, we're in a different field here. Because for me, I thought back and I knew we had a family friend that had pancreatic cancer, was given six weeks to live. And then he took on a juicing regimen and lived for eight plus years and saw one of his kids play in the Olympics saw his other kids graduate high school, and a lot of other major life events. Now, let me start by saying I am not a physician. I am not in any way qualified to give any medical experience or advice. So always seek your physician or healthcare practitioner. But I'm just giving my own two cents. My own two cents based on working in drug development, based on having a research degree, and doing a lot of my own kind of testing out. Um, when my husband was sick, I had looked at the Gerson therapies, which are therapies that are done in Mexico because they can't be done in the U.S. And a lot of people have gone down to Gerson with cancers that, you know, were terminal, and they've got more time. Now, when I had my husband do parts of the Gerson therapy, I could see he would have night sweats, his labs would be elevated, he would do part of the Gerson therapy, and no night sweats, and his lab values would drop. So clearly there was some sort of detoxification going on in the body. Now, back to the Facebook post. What I posted about was that vitamin D was as effective, or maybe more effective, than the flu vaccine. I'm not a big fan of the flu vaccine. I've only had one in my life, and the only time I got it was the year that my husband had cancer because I knew that with him having basically 200 white blood cells in his body, that should I get sick on the off chance that I couldn't risk him getting sick. So I did that. Now, in my almost 50 years of life, I think I've had the flu one time, and that's it. Um, and it was pretty mild, and I got Tamiflu and, and recovered fairly quickly. But my point is this, is if we look at the flu, flu season comes kind of right around the holidays, and different people have different opinions. I know firsthand I saw the effects of the body when it's in an acidic state. I also know the benefits of alkalinity and what happens when you can get the body in an alkaline state. And what I read was that cancer can't survive in an alkaline environment. So I would just think that that expands to so many other things as well. Now, with vitamin D, there's also research coming out showing that vitamin D um, deficiencies can be related to cancers and other things. So to see this data today suggesting that vitamin D can help prevent 
the flu makes sense because if the vitamin D can help keep your immune system in tip-top shape, we're getting assaulted by different viruses and different cancers and different things on a regular basis. But it's the body's ability to be able to fight it off that keeps us healthy. So what is it that allows someone's body to be depleted such that they end up with something like the flu? Not sleeping. During the holidays, people are eating a lot of beige food. They are stressed because they're around the families. Not sleeping. They're having um, alcohol, sugar, lots of meat, little exercise, and lots of stress. That is a toxic acid bath, basically. So it's not surprising that flu season follows the holiday schedule in different parts of the world. Now, anyways, this post I posted, someone who I know tangentially through a marketing program posted something to the effect of, shame on you, people die from the flu, and shame on you for posting this. Now, I reacted. I was like, shame on me? My God, first off, the guy doesn't know me. Second off, has no idea of any background I have. And three, how about just a normal discussion? I am happy to entertain any sort of conflicting opinions, different viewpoints, research, you name it, I'm happy to look at it. But if someone wants to attack and say, shame on you, as Brene Brown says, shame is never a useful emotion. It's an emotion that's used to shut people down. If I say, shame on you, it then makes a person cower. It then makes them not say what they mean because they're in shock, really. Shame on you is meant to shut people up. And notice that if someone ever uses you about it and they say, shame on you, be like, "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh, not me. You can't shut me down that easily. So when this person said, shame on you, I replied back saying, hey, look, you know, I worked in research. I'm happy to have a healthy debate, but shame really isn't helpful here. And then he replied back saying, I've got 62 years of experience and I'm in a PhD program. Okay, awesome. I'm all for higher education. I've got two degrees myself and I took multiple PhD courses. Um, But it doesn't matter if you have a PhD if it's in a different subject. A PhD in marketing isn't going to get you to know jack squat about toxicity in the body or about health or nutrition or medicine. Like if I were to have a broken toe, I'm not going to the marketing PhD to have it repaired. So what the knowledge in matters, and I could see this for what it was, it was like a one-upmanship as in, I've got the knowledge, you don't. I'm the experienced one, you're not. Well, what he doesn't know is that I'm almost 50. So I don't think that that's that much of a difference. Um, But regardless, my point is, is how about just a healthy discussion? How about, hey, in my experience, I had vitamin D and I didn't get sick for 10 years. I know one of my mentors claims that she started on a really healthy lifestyle and she never gets sick and she doesn't. Um, I rarely get sick and I am around a lot of people at my studio. A lot of sick people come in, people are sweaty, like a lot of different people. So I guess the point of my rant is really 
why can't we have a civilized conversation even with a differing point of view? Can we listen to the other so that we can inform? Now, in this conversation on my Facebook feed, um, you know, the guy said, I read the article. Well, he read like the article, not the actual journal article that was cited. Um, and again, let's understand the data. And if that's one thing I learned working in clinical trials is look at the freaking data. Is there a main effect? Is there not? Let's look at the adverse event profile. What does the risk benefit say? And that's still how I'd look at my life is with anything. Let me look. What's the risk of doing this thing? What's the benefit? Which is going to tip the teeter-totter in the way I want it to go? Or you look at like, okay, let's look at the good this drug is going to do and let's look at the bad. In my husband's case, strong drugs helped him get well and it affected his hearing and made him lose some hair. Anyways, my point is, is just be kind to each other. Um, you know, getting that message really affected me and hurt my feelings kind of and made me shut down because I questioned what I knew. Somebody tried to one-up me. Somebody tried to shut me down. And I went into old default patterned behaviors and I was willing to back off because I didn't want to upset somebody even when I understood the data, even when I knew the information would be helpful for people. And even when I knew I had something to say. So are you shutting yourself down because someone's trying to trump you? Someone's trying to one-up you? Someone's trying to shame you? Someone's trying to make you feel bad or guilty or whatever? If someone's trying to make you feel something, it's usually a sign that they're threatened. It's usually a sign that instead of a debate, instead of them trying to help you understand their point of view, they're just going into guerrilla tactics. Don't fall for it. Stand your ground. Say what you have to say because what you have to say is important. What we all have to say is important. And when we can begin to have intelligent dialogues about things, even if we disagree, that is a beautiful day. So whatever your beliefs are, awesome. And um, keep questioning. Keep questioning. Keep discovering. And keep having healthy conversations. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.